Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello, everybody. How are we all today? Welcome to another week of the RGM Experience podcast with me, Carl Maloney, the host today. How are we all doing? You all right? Glad to hear it, glad to hear it. Yeah, today's guys, we, uh, we're joined by an amazing band. Somebody I've been keeping an eye on online. They make me laugh. They make me happy. Joyous people. Original people. Authentic. And talented. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we are joined this podcast with by Nova Story today. And they're coming up shortly. Yeah, so welcome to a brand new podcast. Did you enjoy last week's with Andrew Cushing? Good lad, innit? Yeah, we, we briefly touched on uh, that he was going to be announcing, or he was hoping to be announcing, uh, to be playing with Noel Gallagher. And he's done it this week. He's been officially allowed to say... Uh, that, uh, yeah, he's supporting Noel Gallagher, so I wonder if he'll, he'll play on the song with him. That'd be nice. Yeah, cheers, guys, for tuning in, and if you're a if you're a new listener, keep in touch, tell a friend, share it on your lads or lasses or anywhere in betweens. What WhatsApp group? Very much appreciated. Thank you. Now, we did say we were going to do one thing this week, and we haven't done it. And there's a reason for that. We did say we were going to do the TikTok live thing. Still intrigued by it. We just can't do it. You need a thousand followers or listeners, whatever it is on there, to be able to go live. So it's physically not possible. We, we were on about 400. Um, now I think we're on about 480 or something after advertising and asking for a few followers but yeah followers on uh, tiktok at rgm magazine i've been looking around at other magazines and how they're using tiktok and we're not doing very well compared to our peers at all um so i don't blame the the following count for for stalling and not growing what we're doing on there isn't good enough so that's my big challenge for particularly the new year and I'll be trying new stuff out before that as well. It's to grow the TikTok channel. Because it's one of the most engaging social media platforms out there, I think. You just get stuck on it, don't you? And, yeah. And we're going to do a live thing at one point. But we just need a thousand followers. So we will do it. Bang up for it and all. We just like got up ready. Started setting it up thinking, how do you physically do it? Popped onto Google. Can't do it without a thousand followers. Oh, shit. Made promises to the listen, listeners I couldn't... I couldn't commit to. So sorry about that, but... Hey, yo. It will happen one day. Yeah, we've had loads of... New eyes on the podcast this week. Probably thanks to Andrew for sharing the podcast around. So if you are a fan of Andrew and you've... Found this podcast, thanks for tuning in again. Keep in touch. There's loads of stuff going on in the archive as well. This week we had a big uplift in the Latham's uh, episode that we did. Probably because we talked about it on the podcast last week. Sam Shiner, the beautiful lady and music lover, band manager. Her episode's done well this week as well. Chiefs has done well again. Yeah, so a delve into the archives. We're here right up to the end of the year. We might have a couple of weeks off early January when things are slow. Um, but definitely we're going to be 
carrying this thing on. Keep in touch with us on Twitter. The official podcast account is RGM at RGM Pod. And you can also find us on the RGM YouTube channel where we put the majority of these interviews. The video version is on there so you can see our little faces. Give us a subscribe on there. Enough begging. Just thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Thank you. So let's crack on with the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Overstray. As I said, something about these. These. Get involved with the band. Join me for this interview. And I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to another episode of the RGM Experience Podcast. Um, it's The nights are drawing in, and I've got one of them circle lights. You know what like, p- pretty people on Instagram have? You know, when, and I've just noticed <laughs> it. You can, you can see it on my glasses, look, when I go like that. You look like a proper influencer, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just realised, you see them, don't you, with, with, the, with the one of them ring lights on them. Um, I, I, anyway, I digress. Hi, guys, it's a brand new podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. And here I am with Nova Story in their own little studio. Hi, guys, how are you doing? You all right? Good, how are you? Yeah, we're fantastic, thanks. Ace. Not, I feel like it's my squeaky chair off-putting, or can you not even hear it? It's fine, I can't hear a note, pal. can't hear a note. Because to me, it's like someone's screeching in my ear. So <laughs> show us around then. Show us around then. Where are we? Uh, do you want to take him on a little trip, or is that gonna? We could just kind of swivel. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If it's gonna mess stuff up, don't worry. Just you know, just yeah. give us an introduction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Basically, let's be honest. Yeah, we um because we wanted to, you know, do the band full time, and that's all we've always mm. wanted to do. Uh, we were like, how can we set up a job? that we enjoy that we can mm. um, drop at any moment to go on tours. So, right. you know, we started recording our own stuff and I was doing bits of video and we started in a shed behind your mum and dad's house, didn't we? Yeah, and yeah we they were... were too happy about that for a little while. <laughs> I can imagine, <laughs> we getting, Yeah, we were getting bands in into this tiny poker little shed using a fisheye lens that looked massive <laughs> online. And people turn up and be like, this is a fucking shed. So, it was great, wasn't it? And so we had like four guitarists sit on one guitar amp yeah. and we we're like, yeah, maybe we need somewhere a little bit yeah. bigger. So right. we uh, teamed up with a guy called Pete in Blackburn and we worked with him for a bit because um, he had a rehearsal studio. So we mm. kind of just shared space, soon realised that it wasn't for us in terms of needing to use the studio at the same time that he needed it and whatnot. So uh, we signed the lease on mm. this big ass room in Blackburn Town Centre um, on the 1st of March, 2020. Yeah. And then lockdown. Oh, came. yes. Right. And we were like, oh, shit. <clears throat> and then but it meant that actually we were able to spend that time when we would have been um, mm. trying to get customers in and worrying about worrying about trying to get people and building around it we were able to just spend lockdown kind of building the studio um we were recycling things upcycling things getting stuff off facebook marketplace like finding things for free finding stuff that people didn't want anymore we don't believe how much people people just just chuck stuff away we got sofas we got chairs we got flooring (laughs) like all sorts of stuff (laughs) just for free um and then really cheap and stuff like that and we've managed to build something that you know, we're getting clients from like London and like yeah. we've just coaxed people into working with us. We don't yeah. know how it's happened. <laughs> one of them, one it, when we were building it, we were like, we'll try and make it dead nice and dead comfortable. Yeah. And then we'll just, we'll, you know, we'll see if we can get some like some decent clients in. Mm. And we've been pretty shocked with the response. Yeah, we've, we? had, <laughs> we've had audio books for people who are working with the BBC yeah. and we've done stuff for ITV and we've done stuff for Love Island and Just Eat. So wow. all from this little studio in the centre of Blackburn. So, yeah. Well, Enough about us. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. I'm, just, I'm enjoying the background. If you're listening to this podcast on the audio version through Spotify and Apple Music and all that shit, uh, just have a look at the YouTube one. You can, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a proper studio. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Proud of you. you. <laughs> well, I first came across you guys when, um, uh, when we reviewed the band a bit ago for RGM and then... Imogen sent this emotional video over thanking us for it, which introduced me to you as a personality, Imogen. Yeah, we're sorry about that. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> well, I, I think partly after that, 
you were you were proper on my radar, you know, because I, I just thought you were funny. I thought there was something about you. I thought you were passionate about what you were doing. And they're the, all the kind of things that I look for uh, to support more bands like you guys, because it's hard out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's awful. Like, there's so much competition. Yeah. I know you shouldn't see competition, but there is, because you're all kind of mm. fighting for the same festival slots and yeah. interview it's slots. Because you've got to look at it as a business, isn't it? And that's, yeah. and that's the difficult mm. thing. Like, when you've worked on something that you love and um, you've spent every waking moment trying to get better or something, it's mm. then really difficult to turn the emotional side off and switch the business side on. Yeah. But I think, like, the better people become at doing that, the more successful it is, or the easier it becomes then to push your band, doesn't it? Yeah. So let, let's yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go back a little bit. <laughs> so introduce us to introduce us to yourselves. If people are new to to you as a band, introduce us to you individually. And what is your music history for you both? Like, how did you get into this fucking crazy world of music industry? <laughs> so we are Nova Story, yeah. not no new story or. Novastery. Yeah, I wore the right jumper. You're proud. Well, <laughs> there you go. You ripping on there. Yeah, we're Novastory. We've been a band now for six years, yeah. uh, which makes me feel well old because I thought we'd be well famous after like a year. And we, we were, were like, we were like, after six months, we're going to be in Wembley. Like, this is it. Like, we've got this. So <laughs> six years later, a couple of EPs and stuff, and then we yeah. changed our sound a little bit. We've gone for more. We call ourselves alt rock because mm. we are a little bit we're rocky but we're a bit poppy and you know we're inherently alt rock so mm. yeah we um because we can't make our minds up basically no we want sometimes <laughs> we want to make rock bangers but we also listen to justin bieber on the slide so oh, okay. like, <laughs> trying nice. to find that perfect balance you know yeah. between like demi Lovato and uh royal blood yeah so but yeah so we've um we've kind of we've never plugged money and stuff into PR and we were saying that we never wanted we were going to do it on our own and we never wanted yeah. to do Facebook sponsored ads and we never wanted to do YouTube adverts anything like that and we were never going to get a record label and all that stuff and then it's kind of the more you go at it the more you realize actually it's quite difficult to do everything with all those <laughs> yeah. things so yeah, we yeah. still haven't ventured as far as like Facebook ads and stuff like that but we've uh we've it's a waste of time that it's a waste in, of time um, that I know paying, yeah paying Facebook but, money for stuff it doesn't I I, I I flirted with it on some certain posts for RGM and I just didn't get anything back from it. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if I were doing it wrong because it's quite a complicated system. Yeah. And Facebook's a shitty system to use. It's for the for the yeah. biggest website in the world. It's yeah. so shitty to use. It's like you've got to keep paying then to get your reach. But I think yeah. we kind of managed to get quite good reach on our socials and stuff. But um, yeah, over lockdown, we've managed to get our first record deal, which then led woo-hoo, to us, yep. which then led to us getting our first lot of management. Oh, we've potentially it's not been announced yet, but I don't know when this has come out. It might do, but we might. We're looking at a, a booking agent, and wow. it all seems to have happened at once now. Like, yeah, but let's 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 slow down a little bit. How did you get into music? We've got all the time in the world. What got you individually into music? Like even before the band. When you were little babies and that, what age were you when you know you thought music's for me and that's the way I want to go? Well, my mum um, got me into learning the clarinet and I just never looked back. Wow. So, <laughs> eight years old, Benice the clarinet, because yeah. I, obviously all the cool kids name their instruments. So yes. I had Benice the clarinet and, yeah. I and you didn't really... introduce yourself either. I don't know. No. I'm Imogen. Okay. I'm a I'm a <laughs> yeah. I scream. I'm the one who screams my feelings at the front of a band. Did you ever play um, the saxophone as well then? It, I, I basically, I got a saxophone for Christmas one year, learned how to play Pink Panther and then never touched it again. Oh, okay. Because well, the clarinet and the saxophone, if people don't know, are, are similar yeah. instruments, aren't they? They're just, you know, they're just different colours and I, I believe so. The fingering <laughs> and everything is, is that right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, like hundred percent. Right. I, okay. Not... I'll shut up then about that. We'll, we'll... So, so, you, so, you, so you got your clarinet, and then what? Um, my mum's uh, a musician. She's always wow. done music. So, mm. I grew up in like a house where I'd be trying to sleep at ten a.m. on a Sunday, and there'd be yeah. like trumpet fanfares going off yes. and stuff like that. And yeah. like, she's really good at piano and flute, and she's the multi instrumentalist. She sings, mm. and, and that whatnot. makes it sound like she literally just like used to play 
Oh no, she's got fed. she has pupils. Yeah, she's a she's a teacher. Yeah, you made it sound like she just did it for fun. Yeah, she just everybody does it to light people up. She just does like trumpet solos when we're all trying to sleep. It's three a.m. Melanie, calm down. My dad used to play the cornet when I was a kid. The little trumpety thing. So I I I hear where you're coming from with that. Yeah, you. So. I, well, I'm James, or Hi, James. Ducky, as some people... Everyone knows who's Ducky. Everyone Ducky. Ducky, okay, we'll go with Ducky then. Um, All ten of our fans know yeah. <laughs> um, And I, what, I started drumming when I was six, but I actually wanted to play guitar. Hmm. But the only guitar lessons that they had at my school were for acoustic guitar, and we physically couldn't find a guitar small enough for me. Because, oh. like, my oh. arm wouldn't reach. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, because I'm I'm a proper lanky fucker now. But yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like we uh I remember talking to my parents about it and they were like, Right, we'll get you drum lessons then. Um, which was like brave. But my uncle was a drummer, so that... Oh, I bet they were buzzing your chores drums. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then yeah, they were like, Right, we'll get you drum lessons for six months and if you stick at it then we'll buy you a drum kit. So I was like, Oh right, well, you know, I'm gonna do it. So literally every night for like six months I went home and I got the pots and pans out of the kitchen drawer and like wooden spoons wow. and that's like yeah i used to like practice on them to like get the coordination down and you, i just kind of went from there you, you can see you know children pick up uh instruments when they're little and then you know it's it's okay for a few years and things but there's something about certain personalities that stick with music and decide to do it as a career psychopaths <laughs> well every everybody's Kind of damaging the music industry a little bit in it, in, 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 in the in, in the nicest possible way of saying it. There's always there's something wrong with us all, I think, and I'm including yeah. myself in that. And when, when I, I don't I don't really mean wrong. I just mean there's a different type of mentality. There's more. Yeah. Um. What am I trying to say? It takes a special type of person yeah. to fail that many times at that yes. many things yeah. to keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, so people who actually genuinely like end up in in a career in music. Mm. Uh, yeah, to be that determined and persistent at something that keeps upsetting you, you you've got to have serious mental health yeah. issues. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think like, um, for me, like some of the darkest times of my life, I've I've gone to the drum kit and nothing else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's a form of therapy as well, isn't it? Same with songwriting. It's like, <laughs> I can't write happy songs, can I? I've literally wrote a song that's the most happy song we've got that's called I don't write happy songs. <laughs> I, I just, there's something, you know, like... And even that's got a bit of a dark edge to it. I'm going <laughs> to mention them just because they're on my mind at the moment because mm. I love the songs. But do you know what? Have you, you've heard Lottery Winners, right? Oh, so yeah. every single I've, I've song... I've had them on the podcast, love like, them. Yeah, like every single they're, song they're is they're like something. a pure, unadulterated, like happy anthem. Yeah. And they're all like cute, sweet lyrics, feel-good, positive lyrics. And every time I try and write something like that, it just ends up even more depressing. <laughs> like, all of our songs are, like, really sad. You're selling this to people who haven't... Uh... So if you don't like <laughs> happy stuff, listen to our tunes. Why, why do you think that is? Because I'm just, Because like... anyone that wrongs Imogen <laughs> either gets an email or a song written about them. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. So do you self-medicate, really, in your music, in your lyrics, anyway? Yeah, basically, yeah. I like that. I'm going to turn that into a lyric. Yeah. Self-medication! <laughs> and that is exactly how all of our songs sound. So if yes. you like that, head over to our Spotify, YouTube, all that. Well, I've heard Bad Tattoo, and that, that and, you know, I just, I've been enjoying that. So it, it is on, uh, if, you're looking, if you're looking for some new music, you can listen to the uh, RGM uh, Spotify playlist, and it's right up there in the top ten. Um, awesome. so, you know, if you're, if you're looking to branch out, listen to the, uh, the, the, I can't talk tonight. What am I on about? <laughs> Spotify playlist, you know, <laughs> it's one of them nights, isn't it? So, yeah. So, so you're both growing up now, you've, you know, you're out there in the big old world. You've got your own studio, um, young ducky and young Imogen are out there, you know, you know, you, you've, you've started in this journey in, in the music industry, um, and you've ended up getting one of those record deals, which to some people can feel like the holy grail historically it's been a massive thing for bands but more recent it's sometimes not really made that much of a difference to some bands getting a record deal uh, what, what does a record deal mean to you guys so to us um, we were like really adamant that we didn't want to i'm going to 
say this for the the play, the Spotify versions of this podcast mm. now. We didn't want to sign our lives away. That's mm. in inverted commas. So yeah. we didn't want to basically be the ones creating all the music and then signing away all the rights to it and that yeah. kind of thing. And you hear horror stories, and mm. I know like a lot of bands that I'm either friends with or I follow online. I feel like so many of them who've been signed have been dropped under like horrendous circumstances or mm. they signed up to something and didn't read a contract properly or they didn't, you know, they weren't happy with the terms, but they did yeah. it anyway. And then it wasn't what they expected. And we were always adamant that we weren't going to sign anything. Um, mm. But we were approached by John from Regent Street Records mm. and the label was founded um, by a woman who wanted to run like an ethical label where the artist is the one who benefits basically. Mm. And that was kind of her vision for it because she'd been fucked over as an artist. Right. So she built up the record label to nurture. And all we've seen so far is that that is exactly what the label's about. So yeah. the, the percentages and stuff that um, we, you know, we have to hand over or whatsoever are significantly lower than like what I'd, what, is considered to be the standard if you look online and stuff like that. Mm. And when we got the um, contract through, we sent it off to the musicians union and stuff like that to check over, make sure we weren't going to get caught out by anything. Mm. We literally worked with John like and spoke to him about what we're expecting, what he's expecting and like mm. whatnot. So the whole thing has been really like, like, like felt like a nurturing experience mm. rather than like a we're handing over all of this and, yeah. Once we were with him, um, he then helped us find a manager who was really like kicked us into shape. Just before you move on, the thing about the record label, I think it's also important about your mindset as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no, we've, we've always been like, I, I, I've been in, band, in bands in the past where the attitude was, oh, if we get signed by a record label, happy days, like we'll just let them take care of everything and we can just chill out and do whatever the hell we want. And... I think that's an image that record labels sell to music fans to make bands seem more rock and roll. Yeah. But actually from what I've seen from like the bands that are doing the best, you know, like um, bands like Lottery Winners and, and um, you know, loads, loads of other bands that are, that are doing really cool stuff. They're working their asses off behind the scene. Yeah, like the and, hard work starts when you get signed. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how it felt for us. Like, Oh, yeah, like, we, our workload, like, tripled. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, like, I feel like how much people see online at the moment and, like, how few songs we actually have, because I'm fully aware that we're a rock band who never release music, for crying out loud. Like, for how long we've been in a band, it feels like we've, we've not got any music out but we've got we're sat on so many demos aren't we yeah. and so many songs and like yeah so we've got we're sat on music videos that just need to be sorted out yeah. like we've got there's a plan isn't there yeah and, and this is and this 2022 is, you heard it here <laughs> first yeah. this, okay. the era nova story <laughs> and this is the thing in it and it's like this is why having a having a, a label and a manager is really important to us mm. is because um, we have a million ideas, don't we? And we get very excited about them and, and we we kind of let our, our uh, excitement run away with us sometimes. And it's good to have some people there that just kind of bring us back in line yeah. a little bit and just go, look, guys, like, yeah. this is what you should be focusing on now so then we can do this later and all that kind of stuff. It's like our manager, Josh, has basically reined us in and gone, right, you've got, you've got 100 ideas, pick yeah. one of them and think of the logistics. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what was what were the record company's expectations of you and what were your expectations of them like they wanted us to write bangers and we wanted them to push our bangers Make us famous yeah. <laughs> no, okay fair enough <laughs> no, i think um that's still kind of developing isn't it in terms yeah. of their expectations of yeah. us. Well, we, it's we a relationship that's going to change over time as well isn't it and develop yeah. and yeah. different things are going to come up and yeah yeah. And we said right from the off that like we're all we're very much about like the symbiotic relationship. Like I don't like and and I, I speak for the rest of the band when we, when I say this. Like we don't really care if people are making money out of us if we're making money too. Mm. But it's got to be like a decent. That sounds so silly out here. I think what no, you, I know, I'm going to but... word it in like a slightly okay. better way. <laughs> there were certain areas of our music. Sorry, what I believe to be a slightly better way. I'm just going to trample all over James and his opinion. <laughs> one second. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the logic that we had 
was there were areas where we were making zero mm. and if say, say for instance the label wanted a 20 percent cut of something we were currently making a hundred percent of nothing so it's mm. better to make 80 percent of something so that's yeah, what exactly. we were saying that, that's that's what yeah yeah so i'm sorry for trampling off you no, but okay. i know that's what i'm trying to say what but... i have to say is more important <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Put it in a song. I'm not a massive narcissist, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the working relationship continues with the label. It sounds like a healthy one. It sounds like you've picked a belter of a label as well, you know. Yeah, an yeah, ethical yeah. record label, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah management then next so management so what did the manager i like sharing you know there's there's a lot of bands that listen to this podcast and uh that they listen to it because they're after tips and they want to you know learn about the industry and the pitfalls of it the good things the bad things that kind of stuff with the manager how how have they helped you navigate your way through this industry as well so they basically they kind of we basically had them as almost like a, do you know, like a business consultant, mm. a business, God, that, that's it. I'm never going to live it down now. No. The way no, I pronounce consultant. Yeah. So, um, that's going to get screen grabbed and shared everywhere. Can't now. wait. Can't wait for the remix, James. <laughs> so do you know, um, like a business consultant mm. will come into a business and just kind of tell them everything they're doing wrong. Yeah. That's what Josh from Crosstalk did mm. with us. Josh kind of came in and was like... Just looked at it all and went... Well, he basically yeah. came, in, he came in and said, like, you've got no brand. Like, you've got... And however much you want to just believe that, like... You can, you can, you've got no fans. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, he just said, like, you've got no branding. Like, you've got your, all your... Your Instagram is all over the place, man. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. we had no kind of cohesive. Our logo was different on different items of merch, and mm. our colors were different on everything. My hair's changing every five minutes. Yeah. Like, all of our stuff was just like. And then, uh, one thing that I didn't even realize, bearing in mind at this point, we've been a band for like five years. Like, you look at our socials, all the profile pictures were different, all the bios were different. You go mm. on TikTok, it says we're, um, like an alt rock band with whatever whatever but then you go on um twitter and it says we're from blackburn then you you go on facebook and it was like rock band from manchester and then it was like Mm. instagram was pop rock band from and we have three different hometowns on yeah like different like but when you're so close to it like i considered myself to be incredibly savvy with the socials Mm. and josh came in and was like why the fuck have you done this (laughs) and i was just like but i I strongly recommend if you're in a band like go and look at your your profiles and just see what's cohesive because like People get to know you and your profile picture and stuff like yeah. that over time across socials. Try if, try if you can as well to have the same at for each individual platform because it's nothing yeah. more annoying for a magazine. And, yeah. I, and I've had to do this, I don't know, probably a million times where you've had to try and find somebody's at so you can tag them into a post to share the music yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they've got, well, a completely, they've got a completely different... Um, handle for Twitter, for Instagram, for TikTok, for everything. It's a, it, try and use the same one. It it helps people help you lay it further down the line. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because it just how can if people can't find you, they can't push you as much. I've done it before. Mm. If I can't find someone, and I'm I'm sharing a gig poster, and I can't find a band, yeah. and I don't find them on the first couple of tries. I'm oh just, yeah, I just don't. Like them. This isn't but, this isn't a comment on like anyone specific, but like, um, I think it was something that Josh said to us like. You've got to make everything more on proof. Mm. Like if you want to, yeah. pull, like, and, and it's it's the same when you're working with the general public. Like in any in any job, I'm sure there's people watching this who like work in retail and, and mm. stuff like that, and they'll all know this. If if you haven't made something more on proof, it will just confuse people. Yeah, because when people are trying to like, they're in a bit of a an Instagram flow and they're just flying through it and, yeah. and liking stuff. You've got to be able to like not interrupt that flow so much so then they can find everything that you want them to find dead easy because if there's one thing that interrupts that flow then they'll just go somewhere else even if you're advertising a gig or something and and you put ticket link in biography that's still too much for some people to to make the way to your profile to click on that other link you have got to make it more on proof and you have got to you've got to you've, you've got to just point and if you look at the rgm socials i point where to press it because of that because i want 
I want to make it as easy as possible for people to know where to go because you have to these days. I, I don't know what I probably it's probably a short attention span and people are just flicking through everything just like you do. And you, you have yeah. to be like you have to have big flashing lights and big point <laughs> at this thing and press this button for me, please, because because yeah. they're not going to unless if they're just scrolling through as normal, are they? So that's that's a great tip. You basically got to do everything short of actually doing it for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, you have. Yeah, that's basically what Josh has come in and done. Like helped us kind of create a bit more of an image for ourselves. Right, then, like, let's have a look, at, like, let's have a look at your socials then. Where are we starting first? Oh yeah, God, you're I'm only joking. I'm only joking. But yeah, it was kind of like um, just just like picking like a almost like a bit of a colour scheme and yeah, um, it's just branding one on one, isn't it? Really, like, yeah. and that's and that was the thing that we struggled with because, like, again, and this is why um, having a manager or a label or someone, e- even just someone that understands business in general, yeah. have like a, an outside point of view on your band is really useful because especially a critical one because like yeah. the people who follow us because they like us or like our families and stuff mm. they're not going to come in and say you're doing this wrong they're going to tell us all the stuff we're doing right so yeah. we have no idea but a manager is there to kind of improve you and make you better and whatnot they've, they've both john and josh have both come in and basically yeah. gone you're doing this wrong this is what mm. you need to do but then it's made us be more self-critical so yeah. i'm like proofreading stuff a lot more and like like basically applying the the moron rule to everything like could mm. i could could anyone understand this yeah like, and like the thing the thing about like um like we're keeping each other's standards high and all that kind of stuff and mm. and you don't want to let someone else on the team down actually something that i found really difficult was um i i always thought i was quite good at, at taking criticism <laughs> <laughs> and and then you're about as good at that as I am. <laughs> and then and then they came in and they started pointing stuff out and I was like, Well, I'd like to see you but do it better. I was like, What what is wrong with me? Like the help they're they're saying yeah. this to help me. Like yeah. whatever I think now is kind of null and void mm. because someone else has pointed out a flaw and yeah, feedback is a gift. Yeah, Where you get stuck in your ways and then mm. It almost feels like an insult when someone's trying to help but yeah, yeah. so it's been a learning curve in that in that sense because there have been a few things that I've done one way for so long and then Josh our manager's come in and been like yeah you need to stop doing that and I've been like well, I've done like, like <laughs> even just like <laughs> no little things like signing off all of our posts it gets he it it drew my attention to the fact that that is that could be really annoying what what do you mean what's what signing I, off what do you mean Always put in lots of love at the end of every single social oh, okay. media post. Like right. lots of love from Imo, Ducky, Ben, and Blank. Right. Nova Story, kiss, 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 kiss. Like he, he brought it to my attention that that was potentially one of the least cool things I could be doing, <laughs> okay. and that I, it would also be quite irritating. It also adds more characters to the post, so people yeah. are more likely to scroll. It's just little things like that. Yeah, like, so, so just making very aware of how like uncool. Yeah. And we're all now incredibly self-conscious yeah. about everything yeah. we do. It's ruined us. It's ruined us. Our mental health is in the bin because of our manager. <laughs> so the team's building nicely around you then, and you know you're yeah. announcing the um, what's the what's the what was the other one? Oh, potentially, a, potentially a book agent. Yeah. So if we're basically, I've been working with a vocal coach as well. We've been working with ah. a producer. So we're just building this little team of people, like mm. in. Yeah, in the hot that. So we, what? What do publicists sort out for you then? What do they do? What does the what, what? What do the publicists do? What What's their role? Have I, uh, have I said this producer, wrong? Producer, sorry, not, did I say publicist? I said I meant producer. Oh, okay, oh, right, okay. So I, yeah, right, okay. So the producer comes in, so they're only going to give you feedback, and they're on, they're going to have their own views on how things are going. So how 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 are you how are you dealing with that? That was really tough again because we'd like <laughs> okay. self recorded for years. Yeah. yeah. Like so, our, we make our living at the moment because everything we make as a band mm. goes back into the band. Mm. So our living at the moment is just recording people in here. Yeah. So for someone to come in to our, because basically like he came to our studio, it was it's Cecil um, 
Adam Adam Cecil Bartlett, but we call him Cecil, and he's worked with Sounds like nothing but thieves <laughs> and Biffy Clyro and all sorts oh. of like much 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 bigger bands than us. Like we were scum probably, like in comparison to the other bands he's worked with. But he came into our we, studio. We, we were a pity band. Yeah, we beat. Yeah, it was a pity band. <laughs> but um, it was his community service. He basically he worked with us as part of like a Make a Wish kind of foundation. Right, okay. but he um, came into the studio and basically told us everything that was fucking like wrong with the studio yeah. as well so he made us spend 500 pound on cables didn't he, didn't he didn't make us it was like he, made, he gave us no choice james it was one of those things like but, but this is the thing i think this is really important as well for like i like i wish i'd have known this sooner when so like he came in and he was like oh why have you got it set up like this and i was like because it made sense to us and he was like yeah no do it like this because that that you know like this is how they do it in most of the big studios on the planet like abbey mm. road and places like that um and and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to do it like that. And then he turned around and said, you don't have to change it if you don't want to. It's your studio at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And past me would have gone, oh, he said it's optional. Like, I, yeah, you'd have just my like, balls to it. I, won't, I won't do it. But this time we were like, no, he's, he's pointed something out. We've got to change it for next time he comes back. And we did do, didn't we? So we spent 500 quid on just cables. Mm-hmm. It um, killed me inside. <laughs> you can't even see them. They're in the fucking wall. Oh, it's not worse yeah, than that. You can't even look at that. I can't even touch them. It's like getting your roof fixed on yeah. your house, isn't it? It's, 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 right, it's, yeah, it's a right load of money and it's right boring thing to have to spend money on. No, insulation yeah, exactly. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we did that, didn't we? And then mm. he came back and as soon as you walked through the door, he went, oh, fucking hell, you did it. And we were like, yeah. So like straight away he was in yeah. like, do you know what I mean? He, he knows that we listen to his advice and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes that can be the difference between like getting a gig and not getting a gig or yeah. something like that. You know. Well, I've, I've yeah. seen I've seen but you've been haven't... I've seen you've been on the road with Hans of Gretel. Um, you played a few gigs with them. Looking at. Sorry, they they cut out a little bit. Oh too, yeah, sorry. They... You, you've been on the road and you've had a few gigs with Hans of Gretel recently. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I've, again, known, I've known I've known Lauren from my Sheffield days. I've known her since she was even before she started with the band and that kind of stuff. Really talented oh, people. What What have you learned from those guys? I've learned that um, bugging people really works. <laughs> <laughs> annoying people also work. Yeah. Annoying them into submission. Yeah. No. Basically, <laughs> what it what it is is I've always wanted to play with them because I thought mm. they're alternative as well and they're quirky and that kind of thing. And I thought their crowd. Mm. I, I've always thought like their crowd would could be our crowd kind of thing, like without sounding like a fan culture. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like I thought that they'd like our style of music as well. And um, I've always like kind of liked and supported their posts and their socials and things like that. And yeah. I messaged Lauren and I, I invited her to the studio. I said, if you want, if you want to do like a little, like a cover together or something like that, like, yeah. le- like let me know, like we can just come over and like do like an acoustic thing or whatever you want to do. And she, I didn't expect her to reply, but she got, this was a few, like a couple of months ago, she got back in touch and said, um, I'm a bit too busy at the moment, understandable, because she's got a Delilah Bond project and stuff like that. She's but, mental. So I'm a bit too busy, she's, but like, but just thanks. Works so much. I don't know how 24 hours a day is enough for that girl. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then I messaged back saying, yeah, no worries at all. And um, also, like, long, long shot, but if you ever want us to support you at a gig, I'd absolutely mm. love to. I've followed you for years. And um, if anyone ever lets you down, just know that we'll be there. And she didn't reply, but I thought I've left that as my like parting piece. Yes. And then like a week before they gigged in um Birmingham. in Birmingham at the Auto Academy, um, she they, they emailed us and said the band that was supposed to be supporting us have like disbanded and, and they only just told us, like, are you free? And we were like, Fuck yes. yeah, we're free. Like, so yeah, she thought of us and then we played that gig, and then once we played that gig, they were like Okay, that was great. Do you want to come and support us again in December? So now we're supporting them again wow. um, in London at Nabucco. And I, I'm pretty sure that's, if it's not sold out, it's like close to selling out. And they've just added Scarlet as well, which is another band that I've always wanted to give Love with. Scarlet. So, Love Jesse. Met her a few times. Yeah. Awesome. One of my favorite, one of my favorite humans in the world, that girl. Literally, literally, like she. I got um, as soon as I saw that they were announced as well, I messaged her like, "Oh my god, we're finally gonna get together!" And she was like, "I know, we're gonna fucking get together." <laughs> like it's just like we've always said we we work well together, and now we're finally gigging together, and it's all yeah. Um, so we've been doing some gigs 
we're doing some again, another gig uh, yeah. with them and then we're working with Marisa and the Moths who again um, we invited them to the studio to do a cover mm. they came we did a cover with them and then they asked us to come on to all of them so we're doing wow. five dates with them yeah. so it's like I feel like at the moment we're getting some like really nice Bang Bang Romeo as well you played with them yeah, yeah. No, literally and again that was another one I covered them and then they asked us to support mm. them so I think I think it takes so much more than for all those bands listening out there. Um, it ta- if you're trying to go down the DIY route, it takes so much more than just like sending an inbox saying, yeah. hi, please, can I support you? It takes like kind of consistency and persistence and yeah. like, you know, going the extra mile, like inviting to collab and like covering songs and stuff like that. I feel like that's definitely been every time I think of like the juicy support slots that we've had or the mm. good things that we've done as a band, it's always been where we've been like the solution to a problem yeah. or they've picked us because we treated them well. I'm convinced this industry is run off favours. Like the more <laughs> the more that I, we like I think you're right, I agree, yeah. And and it's like hustle. It's a big hustle. You fake it till you make it. It's a big hustle. It's a big world yeah. of bullshit, and you just have to blag it. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. Our, our band motto, isn't it? And I feel Stay like, like the more positive energy you put out into the industry, the more positive energy you get back. Like there are, there are some people who, um, you know, like because, like, I mean, I've I've been there. You know, like you work your ass off, and you feel like you're not getting any anywhere, and then you get a little bit downtrodden and a, and a bit grumpy about the whole thing, and all of a sudden no one wants to work with you because you're just this grumpy, miserable git that no one can get along with. But like the more you're putting out these positive vibes and all that kind of shit, then the more you're getting them back and and the more people kind of want to hang out with you. We should do motivational speeches. Oh, hell yeah. We should go into schools and like teach all the kids like how to be inspired. <laughs> Can you imagine? We'd come out of that being dead pumped and everyone else would just be like, what the hell <laughs> just happened? <laughs> These two fucking love themselves. <laughs> so a few more gigs until the end of this year and then 2022 that's the year, isn't it? Next year, 2022 uh, is going to be a massive one because you've got all these things lined up. I presume. Yeah, we've not announced any of it, so it's. I feel like this next few weeks, I've got a lot of like covers that I've recorded that I'm going to post. We've just we've just got another endorsement with an amp company from Mm. Belgium who build like custom boutique amps. Don't roll me out the way so you can show me. (laughs) (laughs) How gorgeous does that look? That is nice. (laughs) I don't have no idea what it does. I presume it just makes things louder. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Very pretty. Oh, we yeah. sent them a photo of the studio and they customised it to fit perfectly. Oh, wow. So it's like old weed and it's any amp nerds out there, you'll just check the invaders out. You'll love it. But it's amazing. But they've, they've sent us that. So now we're just basically making videos, playing with that. And um, we've, we've just been like, of, we've not just been, but we were endorsed by SE as well. So we've been trying out their mics and we're using yeah. them right now. <laughs> SE, if you're yes. watching this. Or <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's like, we're just kind of, do, making loads of content at the moment that isn't releases mm. so that we can give people lots of stuff to watch and, and whatnot. And then, yeah, 2022, the, loads it, of music, it's, it's gonna loads be, of videos, loads of fun ideas. Yeah, it's going to be a year of firsts for us, isn't it? Yeah. Which is exciting. Mm-hmm. If there's any festival organisers out there and the show on... Um, females to put on their lineups what about nova story what about hands off gretel what about scarlet what about bang bang romeo that's the age old fucking question isn't it <laughs> oh, well, there's not enough women making music yeah. it's like you're not fucking looking for us i'm not... screaming it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i've been trying to get on festivals for fucking years i'm like yeah. every year we apply every year we never hear anything back like we did liverpool sound city once but that's mm. like after i did like a 10 week course got a gold arts award with Liverpool Sound City training programme and stuff. Right. So I think okay. they put us on as like a city thing. Like, <laughs> like, again, just people feel sorry for us. So they just put us on stuff. But no, um, festivals are so hard to get on. And mm. I'm just, I just don't know. Who, I don't know how this, people this do is, it. This is the problem. Currently, we don't know anyone. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's the issue. If you look at people who do know yeah. and areas that we've managed to land some decent stuff in, it's, and again, like I was just saying, like the whole industry is just set up off favors and people you know, and and that's why being nice to people really counts because there are going there are some people that we know who have. I'm not saying all bands are like yeah. this, but I, I know some bands 
that have friends at festivals, you know, like that stage managers and all that kind of stuff. And they get some really cool, um, you know, they get some really cool festival slots and look like good on them, like, because they've earned it because they've been yeah, nice like, to that person. Like you would, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, yeah. yeah, like good on them. But we're getting stuff that they can't get because they've not got friends in. So that's why it's also good to be nice to other bands and get on with other bands mm. because then you can start friend swapping. And then that's how we can help each other at this small level get some, you know, really good deals on equipment or, yeah. you know, festival slots or anything like that. It all, it's, it's a, yeah, it's like, all symbiotic, isn't it? I feel like Word a lot of, of bands as well. And, and again, this goes out to any, any bands listening, like mm. a lot of bands are quite like protective over their contacts or whatever. Yeah. I feel yeah. like all, all we've ever done with ours is kind of, um, put people forward for stuff like because it it ultimately like like how many people have we put forward to a media like oh, yeah, Alex media and like Balbeck sticks and stuff like we're always recommending people like get in mm. touch and like tagging people and not making it so small that people can't then find out who they are on Instagram and all that stuff like mm. I think um it pays share the love to, pardon? pays to share the love doesn't it yeah, literally, yeah. literally, because what goes, I, I do feel like what goes around comes around because then people think about you when they've got, you know, like an opportunity that they could like help you out yeah. with. So, yeah. Do we sound really like manipulative now? Like we're, going, <laughs> we're really nice people, but only because we want things. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's, it, it's, it's all back to the business side of the industry, isn't it? Yeah. And you, you've, you've got to train yourself a certain way to, uh, to be resilient enough to, even think about continuing it because if you th- if you think about it too much then you'll just send you send mental won't you uh, oh, yeah. or, or if you worry over missed opportunities or if you see another band that gets that festival slot and you didn't and it starts eating at you you just have to be a certain kind of person and know you're building a, a team around you everything's from from my point of view you're doing everything like that you should be doing you're doing everything possible to to succeed in this in the hardest industry in the world the music industry yeah. So yeah, be proud of yourselves, like, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And, and we, we always say that <laughs> we always say that nothing's wasted. Yeah. Like if we could do something mm. that goes completely tits up, but it's not a waste of money or time or anything like that because yeah. we've learned from it. And like everything that we've done in the past, we we try and carry with us when we're moving forward, and we're trying to you know, like use it to our advantage as well. And then that way it means that if we do end up stranded in France again, (laughs) (laughs) then it makes the blow a little bit easier. (laughs) Well, do you know, do you know what I've been wasting a lot of time on recently? Netflix, Uh, like me. TikTok. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. It's so addictive. They've designed it to suck us in. I've been watching people get ready for work. (laughs) <laughs> people have decided to go live aren't they it's a thing now isn't it so let's go live on tiktok and and, and and the most mundane people doing the most mundane things just getting i don't know getting the food ready for the kids and answering questions on this like live feed thing it's it's getting on my nerves but i'm enjoying it at the same time and, and i can't get my head around why i enjoy it so much I spent about half an hour watching a guy put rubber bands on a watermelon. watermelon. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's terrible. Like I do this thing as well with TikTok. I'll I'll have been on it for like a couple of hours in the evening, and then I'll five hours in the evening. And then that point where I'm like, right, I'm gonna do one more really good one, and then I'm gonna go to bed. And then I wa- I'll keep scrolling, I keep scrolling, and I find a really good TikTok, and then I'm like, you know what, I'm fucking enjoying myself, I'm going to keep going. So then I yeah. end up just cat- sat in this cycle of of waiting for a really good one, watching a really good one, then waiting for another really good one. <laughs> so addictive. It's the danger of the never-ending scroll, isn't it? Yeah. Well, th- these people, have, they, they, I think in their own head, they're like, this is like my chance for fame a little bit. Because yeah. there's a few hundred people that are watching them, so it must be... You know, it must be good on the old ego to think that a couple of hundred people are watching you while you're making your sandwich before you go to work. <laughs> but there's only a, there's only a certain amount of time that that's gonna stay successful, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. It's, it's, well, it's I think a just, lot of it is though, like there's a lot of very, very, very hot people being exposed via TikTok who don't necessarily yes. aren't necessarily like 
That's the bad side of it. There's a lot of like underage. You know, like I don't follow girls on it, but yeah. if you if anybody goes on TikTok, the the algorithm, um, yeah. and I don't, I don't know how it all works, but there's a lot of young girls dancing about on it, like yeah. which for a bloke of my age is not right to be watching. I don't it's think. Kind of like just scroll, quick scroll. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but my my dad downloaded it, didn't he? And yeah. he said like, he said it's dead weird because like when he first downloaded it, it's like the the default setting was yeah, like you said, like young girls dancing. And now he's been on it for a bit. All he gets is like tractors getting it's bogged down. Yes, yeah, so you need to work through the algorithm. Well, you can't. I, I was in the pub over there because none of my mates are on TikTok or I just I just showed them and said, well, there's a there's loads of music thing because my algorithm's music and musicians because I'm following a lot yeah. of them. And then you start getting people dancing about, and then you get somebody going live that's talking about the sandwich, and then and, and then and it's just I don't know. It's a strange place that place. But you've got over forty thousand people following you. So what are you doing so, so well at? It's, it's the ADHD platform of the internet, and yeah, <laughs> okay. TikTok to have a successful platform, mm. you need to have a niche, right? And there's bands yeah. like Crawlers from Liverpool who you must have seen on TikTok. Mm. I'm, I'm presuming, but mm. they they've you know they've got I think they've got like four hundred thousand wow. uh, followers now, and it's because their niche is we're a rock band from Liverpool, and every video relates back to that. Mm. You go on our TikTok, right? <laughs> And it's, a and it's fucking. It's. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, I do enjoy it. Me dyeing my hair, me doing my makeup, him doing his makeup, <laughs> like, trying to do like acoustic videos, and then like filming rehearsals, and then look at the studio. Or I'm making a sandwich. Like I've got, we've got no niche, and I just. Think, it is a perfect representation of our personalities yeah, though, in that is, in yeah. that form because like we do something completely different every day. No, definitely. Well, it's, re- definitely. it's really co- creative when you clap and then you're both there and you make up and you're looking gorgeous. <laughs> and it's just amazing, isn't it? It's just like, it, it's, right, it's really creative. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you can't do it now. <laughs> well, you've still got Sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 I think, I think, I'm presuming. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Well, I think if we, I think that's one thing we need to buckle down on is like buckle yeah. down on a niche, like pick something, yeah. i.e. being a rock band. Yeah. And then, yeah, like <laughs> focus on that rather than all the me doing makeup transformations yeah. and all that shite because everyone's doing that. Not everyone's in a rock band. No. I yeah. Think, I think that's quite What was cool. that? What was that yeah, actually? Yeah. That's just reminded me. What's that thing? So when, when we were doing up the studio, because we did it over lockdown, hmm. And uh, there's some toilets down the corridor, isn't there, that were like, yeah, was, they hadn't been painted Damien since Keys. like the 70s. So you they're all Damien like Keys. different shades of Damien gray. Keys, yeah. Damien Keys, like yeah. he he was basically on like a top 10 tips or whatever. I was I was painting the bathroom in like bright orange and bright purple and all these ridiculous colours yeah. to cover up the fact it was this scabby 70s cream paint. <laughs> and I was listening to his video and it one of the tips was, as a, like, as a musician, whatever you're mm. doing is still more interesting than what the majority of people might be doing on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And what he meant by that was you you playing with your instrument yeah. to two people who aren't playing an instrument is interesting. So yeah. you thinking you're not interested, you're doing yourself a disservice. Or anything in the background of yeah, that. Yeah. Even just like going buying some new strings for your guitar yeah. is like more interesting. More interesting than kind yeah. of, yeah, you know, like, like for a lot of people, like some people love this job and that's fine, mm. but some people have like desk jobs that they don't enjoy. Mm. So to then go on the internet and see someone like playing with a guitar or singing is yeah. kind of more enjoyable than we think it is when we're posting it. But I was sat there fucking painting the bathroom thinking, well, what I'm doing is not fucking interesting. Why should I document this? But then I was like, hang on, I'm painting the bathroom of a fucking recording studio that we built together during yeah. lockdown that we are now like working from full time. That Create is actually quite business. cool. Yeah. So I did a post about it and it did really fucking well. It did really well. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I think we take for granted like the, the fact that the things that we are doing on a daily basis mm. are quite interesting like it's Friday, and now. that's anyone in music, whether whether you're working in music full time or not. Because like I, I was in a shed for six years before Imogen kind of joined mm. joined me, and I was rehearsing all the time, and I was like trying to figure out how to build my own little home studio setup and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't take a single photo of any of it, yeah, or a single video. Because you just thought, yeah, it's, who cares? yeah, yeah. What's the point? Yeah. I bet there's loads of people doing this, but there's like 
what what's that thing about there's only like about your perspective no one else will ever um i said no go on you can do it there's only there's only one perspective of yours in the universe i can't remember the actual wording of it but do you know what I mean? Like, no, I get you. like, all right, there might be two people ma- making home studios, but they're going to be completely different in their own yeah. ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, still take a photo of yours and, and put it up on the on the online and and yeah. talk to people about it and all that kind of stuff. That was a really weird sentence. I think Sorry, what guys. we're trying to say in the most roundabout <laughs> way ever, bloody hell, it's eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> what we're trying to say is that um, don't just presume that what you're doing no one will care because yeah. someone will care anyway you heard it here first um, <laughs> well yeah that's great <laughs> it's, it, it's great to watch you from a distance and you know this has happened just because of that thank you yeah, video you, that you yeah, sent yeah. me really but and, and you know and, and little things like that just be appreciative of everything work as hard as you can keep living the dream guys and i really appreciate your time joining me for this podcast this evening is, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the world just before we uh, crack on with our lives. Flanks a lot taller than he looks in the photos. Oh, we absolutely right. Yeah, and Ben is a lot older than he looks. In the <laughs> is he? <laughs> is he like sixty summit? <laughs> Pardon. Is he like sixty summit? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like whoa, like, do compliment him much. Like, <laughs> fair like, enough. Fair enough. Like he literally <laughs> invented the world. Like right. that's how long he's been around. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, Flank loves his IPAs, doesn't he? And he does. Yeah. That makes him sound like he's got a problem. <laughs> In the morning. This is an intervention. This entire thing is dead. <laughs> <Yes. help. laughs> well, Ducky, Imogen, really appreciate your time today. Um, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing because I don't think you, I don't think it's possible for you to do anymore. Stop stressing yourself out about it. You're working as hard as what anybody can particular can can do. Um, take it easy on yourselves, guys. Thank you very I could much. T- I, I could tell. I could tell that it worries you a little bit. That like you, you know, that you, you're not playing arenas yet. One I day, I I'll do a twelve-hour day, won't I? And then I'll lie down and go. I've done fuck all today, <laughs> and it's such a mental thing of like mm. always feeling like I'm not done enough. Yeah, yeah. No like, like we've done do. a full recording today, full day recording, haven't we? Mm. And then we're going to go do some tidying in the other room as well. Take it easy, guys, and look after yourselves. I'm going to love, enjoy uh, following you into the new year next year, and I'm excited to see what you've got coming up. And I encourage everybody else, I'll put a link to your, to your socials on this podcast. So just get involved with the band, and I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's really appreciate it. Nice one. Yes, thanks to Imogen and Ducky for joining us on the podcast. Cheers, guys. Pure souls, honest people, hardworking. They're the kind of people we want to get involved with here on the podcast. Big shout out to Hands Off Gretel and Scarlet as well. A lot of time for those guys. Proper honest about, you know, what is a record deal these days. A band's got to build a team around you to... We even have a chance these days, and it's, it's hard work. And these guys have diversified and done everything they can possible to keep the dream alive. And thank you for joining on this podcast, guys. It's very much appreciated. So, yeah, another episode is in the can. Next week, we've got Billy Bibby, formerly of Catfish and the Bottle Man. Tells us all these stories of growing up, joining the band, getting big. Starting again with his solo stuff. And now his project with Haig. Loads to talk about there. It's a good one next week, guys. They're all... I, I, I know I always say it. I, I do always say it. I'm going to honour. But I enjoy doing these, and I hope you enjoy listening. Hang around for the ride. Who else is doing a podcast about grassroots music, eh? Not many people. <laughs> there might be a reason for that. <laughs> uh, but I hope it adds some value to your week and your... Uh, and you tune in and tell your friends and share it. Thank you. Yeah, so we're going to be joining you next week. My name's Carl Maloney, the host of this podcast. Thank you for joining us down here at RGM Magazine. And we'll see you next week.
welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.